Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast, a Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches. And the Druid Podcast present Shenka. She is the goddess of the river. Her wisdom flows from sea to sea. She is the source of my deliverance. In the night she calls to me. Hear her voice upon the dawn Feel her running wild and free She promises that we are one Between what is and what will be I am the power of transformation My flowing love caresses you Eternal dance of new creation Forever shaping something true Hear my voice upon the dawn Feel me running wild and free I promise you that we are one Between what is and what will be
build a world together Beyond the chaos and the fights Let's hold the moment here forever Eternal love, eternal light Hear her voice upon the dawn Feel her running wild and free She promises that we are one Between what is and what will be Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid, where we sit around talking about our thoughts and ideas and experiences living as modern-day pagans. I am Margot. And I am Maeve. Gwen. And I'm Brian. So today's topic, we're going to discuss, and this is an older concept with a bit of a newer name to it. So we're going to discuss what we call ritual consent. And it is something I very much talked about when I worked at Little Mysteries with younger folks or even, you know, more mature people looking to explore a pagan path and wanting to find a teacher or a group or someone to work with. And one of the first things I would always say is if they ever ask you to do anything you are not comfortable with, turn around and walk away. Yes. That's a not a safe place. So yeah, this is not a new concept. It just finally has a name. Yes. It didn't really have a name in the past. It's a rather broad topic and all of it is just as important as every other aspect of it. And I don't know how much of this we'll touch upon. But like you just said, if, if you get approached at a ritual to do stuff you're not comfortable with, walk away. But this includes a wide variety of things such as possibly invoking a god or a goddess that you're not comfortable with, or bringing nudity into a ritual without that being previously discussed, or bringing in things such as sacrifice or scarification that wasn't previously discussed. The idea is that most of this boils back down to communication. If you want to do something, communicate it. Yes, even like on a very tiny, small level, whenever I'm with anyone else doing a group ritual, We always like to remind everybody that you are not going to be asked to do anything just sprung upon you. If this is your first public ritual and you're not comfortable, we're not going to ask you to call a quarter. 
Yeah. You're not going to be put on the spot and asked to do something that you're not prepared for or are not comfortable with. Because what we don't want to do is make anybody uncomfortable or right. alarm anyone. That certainly is not a way to welcome anyone into our community. No. So I think when uh, doing public rituals and if you ever decide and never think you can't do a public ritual because you haven't put on one before, you can. You wouldn't probably want to do anything too dramatic. (laughs) You know, your first, not that a uh, public ritual can't be dramatic, but, you know, you shouldn't be saying, okay, everybody prick your finger here. We're going to put all the, you know, we're going to, everybody's going to put their finger in the water with a drop of blood. Just don't be doing that (laughs) at a public ritual or something like that. That try to keep it well, very inclusive. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like we're not here to judge anybody about anything they want to do in a ritual. Don't sacrifice animals. I'm going to judge you about that. Yeah, but, totally. Harm yeah. none. Remember, <laughs> harm, yeah. harm none. But if you have something you want to do in a ritual that probably isn't going to pass the social norms, do that privately. Absolutely. Do that with a select group of people who are like-minded. Exactly. Like no, that is not something for a public ritual. And, and it still should be talked about because even when you work with a small group, maybe not everybody's on board for certain things oh, or yeah, certain of aspects, yeah. but there's, mm-hmm. so there's still this conversation beforehand, the idea that you have to surprise people to make it evocative and things like that. No, you, you really don't. You, a well-crafted ritual, even if people understand, we are going to end up holding hands. Yeah. Are you comfortable with that? We are going to dance. Do you have physical, whatever. There's all sorts, like it's, we're mentioning extremes, but you know, you can think of people that will be coming that may have um, anxiety disorders, that sort of thing. Not everybody wants to hug. No. Not everybody wants to, and and, those things can be incorporated mm -hmm. in a ritual without even thinking about it. And since COVID, even just, you know, everyone holding hands to spiral dance or something, people aren't keen to. One thing I will say is that we've had those public rituals in the commons for years, and they always equal out into a big spiral dance, because that's what Dom was into, and nothing wrong with that. But one of the great things is he had always said, if you don't want to, just step aside, clap, you can jump, you can... You can observe, you can, observe. You can still you be don't, a part yeah, of you it. You don't yeah. have to hold hands with anyone in spiral dance. But at the same time, I remember in the past, somebody in a wheelchair participating in the spiral dance, and everyone around them made that work, made it happen yeah. for that individual. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. But at the same time, if the person wanted to step out, they could step out. That was one of the great things about the public rituals here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I find too, and I, I always say this when teaching, if you go to a group and they, again, ask you to do anything you're not comfortable with, yes, as Margo was saying, leave. But if you get into a group that has a tradition and you're looking to be, uh, you know, initiated or study with them, if you're told you have to perform the literal great rite, which is yeah. a sexual intercourse, in order to be initiated, will you tell them to go screw a goat yeah. And you leave because people might say, oh, well, it's part of it. And it's just the joining and on and on. People might try to reason it away. Consenting like, goats. Consenting goats. Consenting goats. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it, it, people try to, you know, that that is part of the whole consent. But, oh, no, you can't get your, your degree until you do this or yeah, this. Yeah. Or, or we have to mark you or you have to have a tattoo. And, and as much as you like to think people are more, you know, advanced and 
more no. sensible at times? They're not. If that is part of your practice, that's okay, but that needs to be communicated from day the one. Get go. Exactly. Yeah, you can't, you know, be two thirds, you know, all the way there. Oh, and this is what's going to happen in your your initiation, right? And it's like, come again. Yeah, we Pardon we the have. Pun? It's like no. We we have a <laughs> member of the Grove who often jokes that this is the worst sex cult she's ever been a part of. <laughs> I expected a lot more sex than I get now. And also to go along with the consent, mm. asking questions as well. I'm a huge advocate for if you don't understand what's going on or if you don't understand the point somebody is trying to make when they're teaching, ask questions. And if anyone ever tells you that you are not allowed to have that knowledge, there's another reason. Oh, there's a big, big reason to why. And and the other thing is, is sometimes, certainly in ritual, and if you're in a ritual that's more public or there's more people there that you're, you know, you're just beginning in a new, in a new group or something, it's difficult to stop a ritual mid-ritual. You don't want to ruin that experience for everybody else. So you've got all those social norms, like you're thinking, oh, you know, and you get carried, swept along with it. As people who are offering ritual, allow time before the ritual to kind of give an overview and ask for questions and then check in with people afterwards, of course. But if there is no time made, even if you don't feel comfortable in the large group to speak up in front of a large group, there are going to be people that will identify, you'll be able to easily identify as leaders in that group and go ask them a question before things get started if you think... Ooh, is this going to happen? I kind of get a weird vibe or something. If the space isn't made to ask questions, ask the question before the ritual happens and you feel trapped in it because Mm -hmm. a lot of people get carried along and go with something. And these are all extremes, but this still sits in my mind. And this is years, years ago, very small scale of it. But old members of our community, Shadow Fox and Oceana, who had the radio program opposite Maeve, they hosted an in-bulk ritual at the HU. It was inside because February here. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And focused around Bridget and telling her story theatrically. It was really beautiful. And at the end, they opened up an opportunity and there was like easily 50 people there. It was well attended for an indoor February, February ritual <laughs> yeah. when people don't want to even go out and heat their cars up to drive into it. And there was this opportunity, you know, they, at the end of the ritual to dedicate yourself to Bridget. Mm-hmm. Dave and I were the only people, like Bridget was at that time very important to me, but they framed it in a way that you would take her on as your patron. And that has real... Um, implications. Implications. It has real... And people were either drawn into the emotional intensity of it or the peer pressure, because a few went up. And afterwards I said, what the hell? And Oceana said to me, she was like, we didn't expect that. Like everybody, everybody but Dave and I went forward. And Bridget was already a part of my practice, Mm -hmm. but not in the sense of a patron, Mm -hmm. but not in that really visceral whatever. It kind of had the feel, and they did not mean it that way, but because of the intensity of the ritual and the group participation, it had that feel of, you know, you witness on um, social media these big public will you mar- marriage proposals, mm. yeah. and, you're, and you're like, 
oh goodness like yeah. i hope she really wants to because you can't say no, no. you know mm-hmm. things can get set up and you're drawn into something and then later you have to crushingly go say take your ring back yeah because yeah. you know they they've had cameras come and they've set it up in front of all your friends and family or 200 people or the middle of wherever and you feel pulled along into something so again when you set up a ritual that idea of surprising and there's these things about your own bodily autonomy but also what your declarations don't get tied to an oath or a a vow that you didn't have you the weren't plan pre- of you weren't prepared out for before yeah. going into it yes yeah mm-hmm. cuz how many people could have of that 40 or 50 people how many people could have sustained that year long vow to breach and i may be wrong maybe every single person did but it would be very tense. It would it be would tense. Be, yeah. I certainly like Bridget, and I've been to Bridget rituals, but I've never been a devotee of hers. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've well, all, as someone who Bridget is my patron. Yeah. Patron. Like, that's something that should have been discussed before the ritual of, this is how the ritual is going to end. Do not feel obliged to participate yeah. in this part. Yeah. I think there was that social pressure. And so just to be aware of that, just to be aware of that going in that, you know, you, you can say no. Yeah. You can so say no. For the Grove, our Samhain ritual often has a redo d- devotion to the Grove. That we as a Grove read like our devotion to the Grove. It, but we all know that's coming. It's it's not yeah, it's not it's, a surprise. It's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. I think most of us haven't memorized. I missed that one. I do not remember that. Yeah, you must not have been there. You must not have been there. I don't remember that one. If you get to a public ritual, and perhaps it's like, oh, this is a lot of people. Oh, this looks intimidating. Maybe they have a lot of mm. setup and everything. I have almost never been to put on anything ever a public ritual very seldom was the, was there not someone sitting outside the ritual mm-hmm. say it's your first one yeah. or your second one maybe you're not quite sure maybe you're brand new and you're not even sure what circle and quarters and all that do not feel self-conscious to just sit and watch yeah you're still part of the yeah. experience you're still seeing you know you're seeing what's going on you'll be there to socialize with people you'll be able to ask all the questions you like later do not be nervous about just sitting out yeah, yeah. and with sitting out doesn't mean oh i don't like you it just means oh i just would like to see what this is going what's going on what's going to happen yeah you know how it is i've very seldom have i been to a ritual where one person wasn't sitting out mm-hmm. oh, yeah. just observing maybe they came with a friend they weren't feeling quite this was their thing well how the the public rituals used to be is that there was always there was people asked to sit out to be guardians of the ritual and those individuals yeah. were there to answer questions deal with any potential police presence without interrupting the ritual itself so that the ritual organizer could focus on the ritual and these guardians were there to answer questions. And that's something I've always felt I really appreciated at large public rituals. Just somebody else kind of dealing with that taking part. on that role yeah. being exactly. responsible yeah. well, for that yeah. role yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we're so we're so calm and now cops don't even come no 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 it's really boring yeah. <laughs> the, yes the news the newspapers don't even come the anymore. newspaper i knew when the newspapers stopped showing up oh okay people are used to us now now almost nobody bats an eye right but and now 
So at the same time, while ritual consent is also is important, you have to understand that everybody has different beliefs. Everyone has different ways to do things. And because the way somebody does something makes you uncomfortable doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. Now, no. this is a very specific kind of conversation. Animal sacrifice is going to be wrong. I don't think any of us here are going to be okay with that. No, no, but, harm none. Yeah, exactly. But if you invoke a, a patron or a god that maybe someone else doesn't agree with, that's okay. I'm not super comfortable with Loki, but somebody Did you else just is. just say his name? Oh, I know, I know. That's not his real name. I know that. Um, but, like... I'm not comfortable with that, but that doesn't make it wrong. It's their thing. It's their we, thing. We know a dedicant of Loki's. Yep. Oh, God, I said his name. You did, but it's <laughs> not his name, so it's okay. In a microphone. Yeah. In a piece of electronic equipment. Yeah, it's recorded forever. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so... I can't believe I said his name out loud. Like, I'll, oh I'll have Chris to beep it out. Oh. And then it'll just add a little extra space. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I did it, but we know, we know someone who is a son of him. Yeah. So there we are. But like, so because somebody follows that path, it doesn't make it wrong, but it doesn't mean you have to participate in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even something minor, I know the first couple of times I experienced this because in the groups I work with, when we call the quarters, we call them in a certain order. And when we release them, we also release them in that order. Right. Now, I have been to public rituals where they release them in the opposite order. Yeah. And that kind of freaked me out the first time. And then I'm, then I realized there is a purpose for that. I do understand it. See, it's funny you say that because that makes more sense to me. Yeah. No, no, that is zip, the traditional way to do it. You zip it one way and then you and unzip, unzip it the other, the other way. Yeah. The, the way I look at that, and it is tradition. the traditional way is to do it in the opposite direction. I never personally do it in the opposite direction unless it has been a... A ritual for banishing or releasing or something. If I've got a spell burning in the middle, you know, or I have something, an intention that is go forward and all that, I do not want to go in the opposite direction. I want that to keep working. Right. So that's how I, that's my thought on it. That's fair. But I know we've had this conversation before where there has been rituals where people invited a god or a goddess and then somebody else invites another god and goddess that doesn't mesh with the first one. Mm. Am I talking? I understand because I have done that. Okay. In rituals. And the reason. And that can make people uncomfortable. Well, I always preface it with everyone call their own god or goddess they want to work with for the weekend, say we're at a festival. And that may. Okay, so you don't like that. Maybe I won't do that in the opening ritual. No, no, you, or whatever. you do whatever you but want. But the thing is, I always preface it is say, join me. Yeah. Join me to help me. Yeah. Don't say join us. Yeah. This is your personal god or goddess for yourself. I right. do do that. So one thing in ADF Druidry is there's a lot of different pantheons that Druid, Druids worship, but we often don't mix those pantheons. Ah, yeah. okay. So if I was to invoke the Morgan, I would not invoke Zeus. That doesn't make any that wouldn't make any sense in our mm-hmm. ritual sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. 
butt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Collie, kick the devil's ass. <laughs> then he would turn into a swan and be like, I'm just a swan. You can't beat me up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, but if, if somebody, if you did wish to do that, because I do find that very nice, especially if you like working for a weekend, like the whole weekend, everyone yep. invite their own god or goddess to them. Make sure it's join me yeah. here. Now, join everybody, especially when you're going on a pagan, you know, you're going on a ritual uh, festival weekend. A really, most people come out of there with some kind of very profound experience or something that they find almost life-changing a lot of the time. Yeah. And if you can work very closely with a deity that you're, you know, have been working with in this situation, when you're in this magical setting, you're in the woods, you're so wide open and more, you know, if you're the more open you are in the correct place, the more experience and the more communication you can have with your deity. Yeah. So that's why I do like to do it. Yeah. But again, me. Yes. Not us. Then again, you might be having a ritual to a, with using specific lord, gods and goddesses. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying too, though. Yeah. You know, Zeus might not like the yeah, Morgan yeah. might not get along that well. <laughs> well, there we are, and we're we're finishing up here. And remember, as we've been talking about anything that makes you uncomfortable, or even if you just have questions about, don't be afraid to ask. Come forward. Don't start screaming in the middle of a ritual. Maybe. Yeah. But one thing I will say before we go is that if you're in the middle of a ritual and maybe you're not caring for the ritual, maybe you're overwhelmed, maybe you're not used to a large group, there is nothing wrong with just leaving and going and sitting on the side. Tell Tap me. out at any time. There's no problem whatsoever with that. Don't feel self-conscious. Well, I mean, you might feel self-conscious, but don't feel bad. Yeah. That, you want to be safe. Good. You want to feel... You want to feel good. For, the intent of the ritual is for your higher good. Mm -hmm. And if your higher good at that moment needs to sit on the side, that is perfectly okay. That's right. Mm -hmm. And th that, that also brings us into make sure you put up some personal protection. If you're with your working group you've been working with for years, okay, you can be open. But I always put up personal shields yes. in a public ritual because you don't know who's there. You don't know what they're feeling. You don't know if there's a psychic vampire. You don't know whatever. So that last little bit. But again, go and feel comfortable. Well, thank you all for joining us for this uh, this episode with Ritual Consent. If you have any questions or comments, you can certainly contact us on our Facebook page. Now remember, keep it polite, please. We are very interested in suggestions that pe things people might like to hear things they'd like us to talk about. So, you know, send those along. Hello, beloved listeners and patrons of Three Witches and a Druid podcast. We would like to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude for your unwavering support of our podcast. With your encouragement, we have been able to explore and celebrate the rich and diverse world of paganism and spirituality. We feel blessed to have had the opportunity to share our knowledge and experiences with you. As we continue to grow and evolve, we invite you to join us on this journey and become a Patreon member of our podcast. Your contribution will help us to continue creating quality content and provide you with more exciting episodes filled with wisdom, insights, and a little enchantment. By becoming a Patreon member, you will not only support our mission, but you will also have access to exclusive content, behind 
the scenes, goodies, discounts, and much, much more. Together, we can create a thriving and supportive community. To our amazing Patreons who have been there to support us through the past three seasons, Sybil, Josie, Catherine, Nicole, Amy Beth, Tomlin, Samantha, Stephanie, Chris, Ramos, Eric, Karen, Highland Horde, Danny, Tania, Sarah, Kay, Linda, and Jennifer. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of our three witches and a druid family. Let us continue to inspire and uplift each other, and may our collective energy bring light and love to the world. So, and we, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, Mary Meet, Mary Part, and Mary Meet again. Blessed Bless be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.